weight loss, body composition, and mastering the art of rocking the body you've always deserved and dreamed of in midlife and beyond. Let's cut through the noise. Society tells us it's downhill from now on. We're told to embrace the middle age weight gain, embrace the muscle loss and poor health. If that's your vibe, then cool. But if you're ready to defy the narrative, then I am your gal. This podcast is a no fluff podcast where we break down the essential truths of body composition, toss around some practical tips and dissect the latest trends. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm here to show you what's not just possible, but downright probable for you. If you enjoy this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can team up and kick mediocrity to the curb. I offer one-on-one coaching, my ever-popular group coaching programs, and my corporate Educate to Elevate program. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. Enjoy. We are fast approaching 2024, the new year, the time when we write goals and we set New Year's resolutions. So in this uh, program, I want to talk about goals. I want to give you a different way of looking at them. I want to give you a few activities that will keep you progressing towards those goals on a daily basis. And I want to give you a few personal tips to approach the year in a healthier way. So let's start with goals. So I do like goals. I like them to be written down. I like to carry them with me. I will have them in my car at all times. And the goals have to be realistic. So if you have a goal that is too easy, like I will brush my teeth twice a day, it's almost too easy. But if a goal is too difficult, you know, I will run 30 miles a week. Can I do it? Yes, but it's a little bit far-fetched for me. Not going to happen. Okay. So it's finding a realistic goal that is doable, but it is a bit of a stretch. The next thing about goals is to indeed have them written down. There's the visualization of them. There's the actually writing of the word, but also having that visual mark. Now, there was an interesting study that was done on young male runners. They had two teams of runners and they were told to run as fast as they could. One team was just running and the other team was running towards a finish line that they could see, a visual finish line. When they analyzed the results, they found out that the guys that were running towards the finish line, they ran faster, and then their effort was perceived as 17% easier. I don't know how they measured that, but that was the result of the test. The point being, the young athletes that were running towards a visual goal ran faster, and the race was easier for them. So to have a clear goal, not a, not just a goal isn't a whim, it's not a dream, it's not a hope, it's something that you kind of would like. I mean, it is it is a calculated, um, thought out, realistic goal that is a little bit of a stretch. It's a challenge, but it is doable and it should be visual. So you need to write that down and look at it daily, put it somewhere where you can you can always have it on hand. The challenge then is because a goal is a place that you arrive at, what about the journey to that goal, how to stay on track? And this is where the value of the goals can get a little mixed up because having like a a one-year goal is great, three-year goal, great. But if you have like a 10-year goal, what can happen there is, you know, you know how they say things seem smaller in the distance. So something of great value, because it's 10 years out, it's perceived as less. Does that make sense? 
Um, so it could be very, very important to us because, but because that goal is 10 years away, we don't put as much emphasis on this. We don't value it as much. So I like to think in terms of it's great to have the 10 year goal, but it's to have that yearly goal, but also a three year goal. So when you get to like a three year goal, you can literally change everything about your life in three years. You can change everything in three years. So I do like the three-year goal, also the one-year goal, and also the monthly goals. But when I get into the shorter-term goals, I prefer to think of it slightly different. And this is one of the reasons for doing this program, because there'll be a zillion podcasts on goal setting, and you may well have done work on that before. But how do we move towards the goal on a daily basis? And this is about... Yes, being clear about the goal, having it written down. But this is about having principles to live by. This is something I suggest in my wellness workshops. And I have people think of somebody that they, somebody in life that they truly admire. They they really admire this person. They love how they, they occur in the world. So think of that person for you. And you might want to do this, you know, press pause or something or come back to it. But so you can take a little bit of time. But take a moment and write down all the attributes of that person. The, the, why do you why do you admire them so much? Why do you like them so much? What is it about them? And you know, it's not going to be like, oh, I've got a lot of money. Or so, what what are the personal attributes? What do, what do you admire so much about this person? Once you've written that list, I would ask you to pick pick four attributes that you would like for yourself. So obviously, I've done these tests myself. <laughs> And the person I was thinking of and the, the, the four attributes that I would like for myself is uh, my person is, is, is non-emotional. Now, that's not that they're not caring. They're very caring, but they're not emotional. They don't get worked up about, you know, the goings on in the world and the, and the controversies of the world. They, they'll have an opinion, they'll have thoughts, but they don't get highly emotional about things that they can't control. But that isn't to say they're not caring. This person is indeed a very kind, caring person but they don't get overly emotional and wrapped up about things they can't control. And I like that. Um, the other attribute I would like for myself is this person only says kind words. I've never heard them speaking badly about a person. Um, they might not talk much about the person, but I've never heard them speak badly about a person. The next is they are dedicated to their path. So this person is successful and I watch them and they are they are they are kind, they have time for the people, but they stay dedicated to their life choices, to their path. Nobody's going to deviate them from that path. And they're not loud about it. They don't let everybody know about it, but but I can see that they're always doing the work to stay on their path. I like that. And and the first aspect fourth attribute of this person is they do the work. I see them, they work um, a lot. They work uh, precisely. They don't waste any time. When they are working, they are working. When they're not working, they are at play. So these are definitely four principles that I would like myself. I would like to be non-emotional about things I can't control, which doesn't make me uncaring or unkind. I'm just not a hyper-emotional person. Um, I want to only have kind words for people. Even if I disagree with them, even if I can't understand the way they think, doesn't mean I can't be kind. I need to stay dedicated to my path and not be 
sidetracked by what other people want me to do or but to stay absolutely first and foremost dedicated to my path and to do the work. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm not working, I am with my family, with my friends in conversation, doing other things. But when I am working, I am working. So picking four attributes that you would like for yourself and, and being very clear about them and thinking, how does that make me as a person? That, so reading that out loud, I like that person. I like that version of me. I want to be that person. So think about that and write those four attributes down. Next, I would like you to pick three standards to live by. This does not have to be about health and fitness. This is just three standards that you are going to set for yourself. So examples would be, um, and these aren't mine, actually. These are just things I thought up, but it could, a standard could be, I'm not going to be tardy anymore. I am always going to be on time for my appointment. Um, it could be, I am the person I no longer, I do not eat processed food. I don't eat processed food. It could be simple as that. And um, another standard could be, again, it doesn't have to be health or body composition. Or like, it could be just like, I don't gossip. They could be just examples of three standards you could have for yourself. Non-tardy, um, not a person that eats processed food and don't gossip. Now you can see again that having three standards to live by isn't necessarily different, difficult, sorry. It's just having an awareness and that's that's a person that we we want to be. Um, like I say, they are not my standards because I'm never late for anything. I'm actually the person in the parking lot. I'm always early. But so we have we have a goal, realistic. Realize it's a bit of a challenge. Um, we've written it down. We've written four principles of principles we want to live by, and we have three standards, like personal standards that we want to live by. Then we look at ourselves on a daily basis. So again, this is all written down. So what we need, so on, on our way to our goal, now we're, we're being this person, you know, we're, we're, we're being a better person. We've set principles, we've set standards, we have a goal. Uh, but moving towards that goal, we do need some wins. Like getting the goal eventually is absolutely the win, but to stay motivated, to stay high energy, we do need that daily pat on the back, that daily win. And to do that, and I do this again with um, in my wellness workshop and with my, my group clients, I'll have them at the end of the day, I will write, I'll have them write 10 things that they did correctly. I say this because too often we're very hard on ourselves. Oh, I, I shouldn't have ate that. I did that. Oh my gosh, I meant to do this. And we always focus on things that we didn't do. So at the end of the day, I'll have them focus on like, what did you do correctly? And it can be tiny. It can be, you know, I vacuumed the floor. I called my friend back. It can be just write down 10 good things you did correctly, 10 things you did correctly that day. Maybe, oh, wow, I, I picked veggies instead of fries. Write 10 things. We all have them. I could say I could make that write 10 or 20 things because we all do 20, 10 or 20, 20 or 30 things even correctly in the day. But just I know people aren't going to do that. But for 10 things, it will it just has it just makes you look back at your day and pick out the wins. So on a daily basis, again, this is all written. Um, 10 things you did correctly and two things you learned that day. That one's always a bit more challenging. You have to think about that. But 
when we identify them, and again, they can be tiny. When we identify two things we learned today, it's that win on a daily basis. And it just changes us to think ourselves positively and moves our self-talk to one to a positive self-talk and not a negative self-talk. Remembering that you can never be better than your thoughts. Never. You can never look better than you believe. You can never be better than your thoughts. So on a daily basis, we're going to spend just a few minutes. And this takes less than five minutes, guys. Um, those daily wins, moving that self-deception that we might have. Now, this is definitely a definitely worth doing, but it will take a little bit longer. And I would give yourself a good 20 minutes at this exercise. And what I would like to you to do is I would like you to write out a put your perfect day. If you were to be living your perfect day in three years, let's say, what would that day comprise of? And I mean everything. I don't mean, I've done this so many times, it's, all, it's always interesting. I mean, so an example would be, I get out of bed, my body's pain-free, my skin feels soft, I got great night's sleep, I stretch, my thoughts are good. I'm actually doing it as I'm saying it, that's funny. And I walk barefoot into the kitchen, the floor feels good on my feet. I mean, I want like details, like how do you feel? What are your thoughts? What are you doing in your perfect day? What is that? What is what are you doing for a perfect day? Now, the reason that this is interesting, because I've had a lot of clients do this. And what comes back, I think is fantastic. It's never, oh, I get out of my $20 million house and I get into my Lamborghini. It's never that. It's it's always about good thoughts, peace. Um, body feeling good. It's about it's about having time, not feeling rushed. And it's nearly always about connecting. People will always say things, oh, like I spent the morning playing with my grandkids, or I was able, I had time to catch up with two friends for lunch. It's interesting when you do that, what shows up? Do the exercise. Just think through a perfect day for you. Write it down. It's probably going to be about two pages. Once that is written, and not before that's written, so I'm, I'm kind of giving you the answer. So it, it's better that people do it first, but here we go. Once you've written that down, then does your behavior as it is now align with progressing to that perfect day? So is the version of yourself now moving towards that perfect version of a perfect day? And if not, what is messing that up? What is not aligning with that progress? So it could be like, oh, I get up in the morning and I feel refreshed. My body feels good. Uh, and then think, but now, you know, at the moment, I'm going to bed too late. Well, I can't possibly get to that place of feeling refreshed in the morning if I'm always going to bed too late. So it's kind of seeing that disconnect of your actions now and where you want to be. What, when Once you've done that, once you've actually written out your perfect day, I would ask you to do the opposite. And I would like you to consider what is your day like in three years if you don't take actions on your health, perhaps body composition, but let's just say wellness. Where will you be in three years if you don't hit that goal? 
So maybe your goal is to I don't know, drop 20 pounds. If you don't drop those 20 pounds, what will your life be like in three years? Write it down. It sounds cruel, but the reality is we move, our brain is wired, we move faster to run away from things that we're fearful of than to run towards things that we want. So when we see the reality of the consequences if we don't act, we run faster. It motivates us to stay on track. Being very clear about the consequences of non-action or poor action can actually be a huge motivator. And it can be quite scary as well. So a little bit of um, ugliness in that exercise, but write it down. What happens if you don't reach that goal? Because nothing stays still. We, we are always moving forward or we're moving backwards. We are never, never stationary. What does it look like? Write it down. Next on the list, there's a lot of writing, huh? So we've got the goals. We have principles to live by. We've, sta- we've set standards for ourselves. On a daily basis, we're spending five minutes at the end of the day writing down our wins. And, and, and then we've written what our perfect day would look like in three years. And we've written what our, our day would look like if we don't hit our goal in three years. Next, what obstacles may you face? We all have obstacles. There's going to be things that you know, we've set this goal and these things that we want. But let's look at what might hold us up. What's going to crop, crop up? Maybe you've got you know kids you're picking up from the school and you, you're racing all over town. Maybe you travel for work. Maybe um, you've got a surgery coming up. Maybe write down the obstacles. Don't pretend that they're not going to happen. Write them down. Then write a plan for the obstacles. So... Say an obstacle is, and this is a, this is a personal one for me. I get tired in the afternoon. Uh, I get up early in the morning, uh, earlier than most. And once it gets to like uh, four or five o'clock, I'm, I'm pretty tired. And if I think that I'm going to be, you know, doing my best work, then if I put work off and think like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it this evening. You know, I'll do it at seven o'clock tonight. It's not going to happen. It, occasionally, it'll happen, but I won't do my best work because I am I am tired. I get up at you know four o'clock in the morning. So my obstacle would be and an, just an observation that is going to happen. I'm not going to pretend that it's not going to happen. But in the late afternoon, I'm going to be kind of tired. So planning for that obstacle is I have to do my best work in the morning. I, I cannot slack in the morning. I have to get up and I have to get going and I have to do my best work first. In the evening, maybe it's paying bills, maybe it's you know, doing errands, things like this. But my best work has to be done in the morning. Um, and another obstacle of mine I'm very guilty of is I multitask. And multitasking is not good. It is well studied. And we always think that we should be able to multitask and do And women are such great multitaskers. Multitaskers do everything terribly. And I will tend to do that. I will be the person, you know, balancing five plates every day and different projects, and and kind of touching on each one, but feeling like I'm never moving ahead. So the obstacle is is I can slip easily into that, into multitasking. And so for me to get around that, 
every week I write one goal for the week. I write one thing that I have to have completed that week. And that now when you when there's different facets to your day, yes, you're touching different things in your day. But when there's one thing that that needs to be completed this week, that's my one thing for this week. It helps me prioritize. And it also, the other thing that I do is I make a success list. So you might have to-do lists. As I'm speaking, I am literally looking at 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 16, 22 post-it notes stuck on my computers. I've got three computer screens, 22 post-it notes. So yes, I am a great one for to-do lists. And, and they're great, fantastic. But the thing is, then you rewrite them the next day and then rewrite them the next day. So what I also have, and I have it not on my computer, I have it right in front of me, I have a success list and it's only three things. So yes, there's plenty of things that you need to do and we can talk about organizing to-do lists, but you also need a success list and a success list is very short. Writing a success list for the day takes, I don't know, 15 seconds and makes you very clear about what you need to do for the day. Success list. So let's just recap that. The goals for heading into the new year, don't have too many of them. Make them realistic, make them a bit of a stretch. They have to be a challenge, but make make you believe they are attainable, that you have the the ability, you have what it takes to achieve those goals. You just have to do it. Right? And then moving towards those goals, mate, don't make those goals too far away. Not, at least it's great to have a 10-year goal, but have a three-year goal and, and a one-year goal. And you can have more than one. Think about somebody that you admire. Take a little bit of time of this and write down all the reasons that you admire them. And then pick four of those attributes and choose those attributes that you would like for yourself. And then pause a moment and think, wow, if I follow these, if I was this person, you kind of like that person. Like, I would like to be that person. I can be that person. I want that for myself. Only four attributes. And then setting standards for yourself. And these are standards. It does not have to be health and wellness. It could be, you know, how you allow people to talk to you, it, how you show up in the world. Um, set three standards for yourself. And I will sit, sit back again and think, wow, if I live my life by these principles and I set these three standards for myself, I kind of like this version of me. On a daily basis, and most people, I set them up to do this, most people do not do this. And yet the people that do literally transform themselves, write down 10 things you did correctly and write down two things that you learned. It takes less than five minutes. It takes less than two minutes. And then you only have to do this once, but write it down and, and just review it from time to time. What does your perfect day look like in three years? If you're living your best life, what does that day look like? What does it feel like? What are you thinking? How does your body feel? What are you doing? Are your actions aligning to move you towards that place? What happens, again, you only have to write this once, but you can certainly add to it. What happens if you don't hit that goal? What happens if you don't take action? What does your day look like in three years if you don't take 
action. Write it down, leave it somewhere that you can review. What are the obstacles that are going to occur? Don't pretend that they're not going to occur. What are the ones that are going to occur? And then write a plan, a brief description of how you're going to minimize or avoid those obstacles. So that's how I would go about goal setting for 2024. You can see how it brings a lot of clarity and a lot of honesty and a lot of awareness to the start of the year. And there's a few other tips, um, and this is with regards to body composition. Whatever your body composition goal is, these are this is what I would suggest you do at the beginning of the year. Do your blood work. Ask your doctor to do um, full blood work. If you don't go to the doctor, you can go on to online. Uh, I use lifeextension.com, but there are many others. I'm not affiliated at all. I've just used them for a long time. Again, lifeextension.com, where you can order your own blood work. Um, they also have a service where they, a professional can discuss that blood work with you. But do your blood work. We've got to collect data. Do your blood work. In that blood work, request that you have fasted insulin. Fasted insulin is an inexpensive test. However, it is not often in um, and standard blood work. So make sure you ask for fasted insulin or buy it yourself. Ask for AST and ALT. That they're they're kind of um, that they're going to show you kind of what your liver's doing, and they usually are part of standard blood work. And C peptide, C peptide is is telling us what our pancreas is doing. But most definitely, the one that's usually not in the standard blood work is the fasted insulin. So arrange to do your blood work early in the year. Weigh yourself, measure your waist. Your waist circumference, it can tells us a lot about your overall health. Write it down. Now, actions you can take on a, a daily basis or um, would be start reading labels. When you are looking at a product, flip that product over and look at the label and look at added sugars. If it's got more than, gosh, I don't know, let's say three added sugars, put it back. Um, look for fructose in the in, in the first of the ingredients. If it's there, put it back. If you come into my coaching programs, I can explain why this is important. But added sugars and fructose are going straight to your liver. If your liver gets compromised, it becomes a lot more challenging to lose weight. Very simple things to do. It's just an awareness. Read the added sugar. You don't want more than 20 grams of added sugar per day. So if it says more than three, I would just put it back. And you can probably look down the shelf and find one that hasn't got the added sugars. And if it's got fructose, just put it back. Avoid those choices. Um, so avoiding reading labels, looking for added sugar, looking for fructose, and then having a having a calorie burn of 12, 1,200 calorie, calories a week. That is a simple goal. So some people like steps, and I'm all about that. But having, a, like, I am going to, a simple goal, especially if you're coming from being sedentary or pretty inactive, is I will have a calorie burn with activity, with exercise, of 1,200 calories per week. Now, maybe you've got the Aura Ring, or maybe you've got your Apple Watch to, to show you how many calories you burn in a workout. 
Um, if you don't, as a ballpark, I would I would say, you know, just gauge it on like eight calories a minute, something like that. But there's a simple goal. So doing a little bit of data collecting at the beginning of the year, doing your blood work, measuring your waist and taking your weight, um, making a commitment to reading labels, avoiding added sugar and fructose, and committing to having a exercise burn of 1,200 calories per week. That means you could do 100 calories one day. It could be 400 the next. Maybe you get a, a, maybe you get a big old hike and burn 600 calories. But having that set goal for the week, keep it simple. Also, all my programs are starting in 2024. So all my online group coaching programs, I have five of them. There might actually be six this year. I only get the chance to run my programs twice a year. Sometimes they only get run once a year. So if you are interested in my style of coaching, then go to theshrinkshop.com and the coaching dates are up there. Do not hesitate, though, to jump into those programs because they only come around once or twice a year. And right now, the five programs have me booked out until July. So hop over to theshrinkshop.com. If you have any questions, let me know. If you go to my website and you do have questions, you can also book a free 20-minute discovery call with me. See if we're a fit. Love to discuss that with you. That is complimentary for serious people only. Don't be calling me up and then giving me every excuse why you can't do something. You know, see if we are a fit, if, if I can help you, because I can help anybody that is ready to be helped. Okay, so there's some tips for the for starting the new year. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I trust I sparked your interest provided a nugget or two of wisdom, and armed you with something practical for immediate use. If you've got burning questions or specific topics that you'd like me to tackle, check out the show notes for ways to reach out. Until next time, stay curious. If you've enjoyed this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can work together. And please go to www.theshrinkshop.com.